Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 83120. It's that Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Welcome, everybody, to another Raw Recap here on Pro Wrestling Sheet. I'm your host, John Roca, joined, as always, by the editor-in-chief, of pro wrestling sheet, the man over there with a the new haircut. Look at that guy. Looks so <laughs> he looks so clean and high and tight. There, Ryan Satin, how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing great. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to clean it up a little bit. You know, <laughs> I, uh, it was getting out of control. My hair sure. was too long. I hated my last haircut so much. So I was trying to let it grow out a little bit so the next person could fix it. That's why there's been so many hats on this stream oh, lately. Okay. I, was, oh, I hated my last haircut, so I feel wow. bad now. And then the, the beard, it was more so like I was like. I'm not good with numbers. Like, I don't know, oh, number two or one or whatever. Oh, right. I just like, oh, you know, tighten it up. 
and she tightened it up. Yes, so she, it was, did. she went all the way as tight as possible. Well, was good, uh, but I'm good. I'm happy. I'm happy with the haircut. I'm happy to be here. Okay. Uh, Were you happy with Raw? Eh. I think that's about the f- same reaction. <laughs> I was like, Meh, from beginning to end. You know what it was? It just it felt very uninspired, in my opinion. Yes. I felt like, and I, I, it just it was very wrestling heavy, which isn't sure. a bad thing. Sure. And the matches were all good. Like I'm not going to say bad things about a lot of these matches. It was just like, yeah, it was just kind of like it was there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like these are things that happened. Like I don't. I, I feel like there's a few things that I like. There's matches that I really liked. Yeah. Um, but like as a show that captivated me, I don't know if it I don't know if I felt like it did. I think the booking was fine. I think the results were sometimes more meh than exciting. Uh more okay than yeah. So I thought the booking of the show was great. I thought the performances overall didn't 100% get there, or the look of everything didn't 100% do it for me watching it. It was at times like super frustrating to be disappointed and let down consistently throughout the night. And it's been a few weeks since we had that uh, for a Raw uh, uh, show. And I told you, everyone's great. When you're starting out the first couple episodes, can you consistently sustain this kind of interest and excitement and drama? Unfortunately, this I think this is the first Raw in a month, maybe, that they haven't been able to do that. And I was just, like, disappointed overall. Well, and, and not trying to compare the two, because obviously AEW mm. hasn't had a show yet. But right. that's, a, that's one of the things I keep trying to tell people of like that are like, AEW is going to change the game. And I'm like, that would be awesome. I, I would be hopeful <laughs> I'm cool of that. With that. But let's talk after episode 15. Right. Like, 15 Screw weeks that. of television six is difficult. Months. Let's that's talk like, about six months later. Uh, yeah. If you're still consistently doing well, then you've got some. But even 15, because you look at 15, like most, te- most TV shows back in the day at least, most of us were like 12 episodes. You're right. Or 24 or whatever. But yeah. like 12 was like kind of like the standard for you a long time. You knew if it was going to be you successful. You knew if it was going to be successful because they could do 12 episodes that were good. Right. The category was, so I'm gonna give, I'm, that's why I say talk to me in episode 15. And yeah. I'm pumped for AEW. Right. I think they have the potential to be able to do it. I'm just saying that it's not easy to do that kind of thing or sustain something for that long. And mm-hmm. you're right. Uh, Raw has been pretty dope in the past couple of weeks. Uh, for me, it was the opposite this week. I feel like all the performances were fine. I, oh, I, I, really? I didn't have a problem with like any of the performances okay. really to me it was the booking to me it was the booking of mm. things i was just like and, and it wasn't that it was bad it was more just like not exciting okay it was pretty exciting the past couple weeks yes, it i has. feel like yeah I, I didn't there wasn't a lot that excited me this week okay all right uh well i'm we sh- surprised they didn't they didn't mention seth and becky getting engaged yeah not at all not once not a one mention they mentioned it Who? all over their social media oh, well Sasha they and becky mentioned did. it once not yeah. all over their social media. The greatest thing I ever, love of my life. <laughs> yeah, I, love I, got, it. I got so much shit on Twitter when I posted that story because I called them uh, the first couple of WWE. Oh. First of all, everyone... Actually, I said it's, WWE. It's Randy. It's Macho Man and Elizabeth. I should have said the first couple of WWE. What I said was WWE's <laughs> first couple. Mm. And first of all, there was a lot of dumb people that thought I said... Like, as uh, I was trying to say, this is the first couple ever of w- in WWE oh, history. No, no. No, it's obvious now. You're what saying, I'm saying currently. Like, currently, the first right. couple. Like, as it, like you would say with the president and kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, well, you can't say Macho Man, that's so past. We're talking about now, the current. The first couple of WWE ever is no Macho Man Elizabeth. No, like the president. Period. Like, I'm using it as in the term of I know, like, current, the first you're couple. Current. Right. Not. But you have to say a first couple implies like the greatest no first couple is like just like with the president when the president is not president anymore yeah him and his wife are no longer first 
first lady and all that kind of stuff. They're not the right. first. They're right. not the first. Yeah, her title is first lady, right? Yeah, and when they're not, out of office, they're not exactly. first lady anymore. But there's no title in the WWE for first lady. Well, that's why. So when you say first couple, people immediately think, well, who is the first couple of WWE? And it's always Randy and Elizabeth. No, but, I'm not, but you can I get say your point. <laughs> I totally get your point. The thing is... No one is called the first couple of WWE except for Randy and Elizabeth. That's no not one's true. Sure. People say that about Stephanie and Triple H all the time. This, 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 no, no, no. What do you mean? Of course they're technically the first couple they of are WWE. They're not the first couple. They're in charge of the company and they're married. Yeah, but first couple of WWE implies they're both uh, part of the. Uh, well, no. I guess the, the word first couple is like yeah, is like. When you win Homecoming King and well, Queen, you're Sasha like, and, for well, that then, time, because you, it's a title you have earned. Right, but then, They're both the two top title holders in WWE, so they're the first couple of WWE. Well, then Becky and Seth can't be that if Stephanie and Triple H are still well, I'm around. Saying, I'm saying, <laughs> I agree. That's why I technically think yeah. that the, technically the first couple of WWE is Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, because they're both the champions. We'll just have to agree to disagree. I just think it's always Randy and Elizabeth. That doesn't make sense. They're both dead. How uh, could they be the first couple of WWE? How dare you? How dare you speak? Yeah, they'd be like saying, well, the first lady they is still always Martha first... Washington because she was the first lady. Well, she was, kind of was. But, like, they, they're always going to be considered the first couple of the WWE. Moving on. I get, I'm I get, clearly look, not being heard here. I hear your point. I'm telling you, this is how people revere Elizabeth and Randy. They consider them the first couple of WWE. And there is no abdicating that throne or that title. None. Anyway, let's move on to someone who's <laughs> never going to be the first couple, and that's Sasha. Sasha Banks came out here. Do, 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 do. Listen, can Michael Cole retire boss time? I would love it. I would love it if he could retire what? saying, it's boss time. It's never been badass when he said it. It's never been cool when he said it. It frustrates the living hell out of me when he says it. Like it, it doesn't come with any kind of strength, gravitas, or badassery what? when he says it. It's lame. So when I actually said, like when he says it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, like a fun it's, it's boss time. I like uh, it when he says it. So ridiculous. Yeah, I like uh, it. If Corey Graves did it, if they made him do it, that'd be great. Um, anyway, Sasha Banks comes out. They play the package of the highlights in her and the t- uh, Natty. Uh, oh, and then they use real. Ins- then they and then she launches into a promo where she talks about the real stuff that you reported on and others reported on that happened to I reported you on report- it. I gave you first credit. No, I know, but the first other couple, people, first most couple didn't back me up on it, so no, that's no, why I say no, that. I was going to get to that, yeah. <laughs> first reported, and then others picked up later <clears throat> about what happened with Sasha after the WrestleMania loss with the tag team titles of the Iconics, but I think, which I think we can all agree on was a terrible decision in retrospect. And so she actually leans into it and says, yes, I threw a temper tantrum. I did. Yes, I lay on the floor. I did. And then I took my ball and went home. Why? Because I didn't make as much money. Uh, I didn't care about these tag team titles. I wanted to main event WrestleMania. So she kind of twists the narrative around as a heel. I spent my WrestleMania money on a bunch of trips, even though Becky made more than me. Which I loved that. Yeah, that was good. But uh, twisting the actual real-life thing that occurred into a narrative for a heel persona, which is always great because the fans kind of love it when they can actually grab onto real stories. And then Natty comes out and interrupts her and they get into it. So let's deal with the promo. Did mm-hmm. you like this promo? Did you like this, the way it went well, down? Well, first, I've never had my uh, feed blow up uh, oh. as much as it did during a promo on Monday you. Night Raw than it did last night. So... Uh, there were a lot of people that were like, maybe we should apologize to what I said. There were a bunch of others that were like, 
F Ryan stand still. Uh, look, I'm not trying to gloat. I, I, all I'm trying to say is that, like, I did get a lot of shit for that for a long time. You and did? So I was joking, obviously, when I tweeted that last night. I don't expect anyone to apologize to me. It's a stupid, silly thing that happened on a wrestling show. I was joking last night. Um, I, who knows? You know, there's only a few people who really know, I guess, what happened that night. You yeah. know, there's still people who claim it didn't happen. So I. Certainly, you know, she can't claim that she admitted that it did. Well, if were, my feed was a bunch of going, oh, well, it's a kayfabe promo. You can't. Oh, say for it. God's sakes! But I feel like if it if it if it hundred percent didn't happen, they wouldn't have mentioned it on television. So like the Lita that. and Matt Hardy thing was kayfabe promo as well. The Edge was all kayfabe. Is that what you're telling me? Come on, there's real stuff. And so you know, I it's weird. People last night were my my timeline was weird. It was um, a lot of anger still over that story. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, it it did. I mean, in my opinion, this is the best version we're seeing of Sasha in a long time, yeah. and this is what we should have seen of her all along. Uh, so I'm enjoying that they have taken this and they're running with it a little bit. Yep. Um, as far as the promo is concerned, it was all right. It wasn't great. It wasn't what I wanted. I'm going to straight up tell you it wasn't great. This was the uh, harbinger of the disappointment that was to come for the rest of the night. Here's a premier slot for Sasha to come out first on Raw, and you're going to come out and deliver a kind of uh, uneven promo, this is a massive mistake. And it could have been the writing. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's possible that they're trying to tell a longer story. Not positive. Yeah. Um, but, like, Becky's promo last month was so, or last week was so much better. It was so good. That was Becky, last week, right? When she since, had that killer yeah, promo last was, week. Right? Yeah. Since she became the man, all her promos, you could argue almost all her promos, are damn good. <laughs> Not great always, but certainly damn good too great. Did you see what Becky what Becky said about the promo? Oh, no. She tweeted and said, uh, pity you can't promo and emo memes and song lyrics too, huh? <laughs> oh, wow. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Eviscerated her in that one. Yeah, so you know what? I think that I think that it was smart to take on the... the yeah, I don't want to have rumors because it's my report sure. <laughs> to take on the, the the situation of what happened with you know at WrestleMania and her taking a hiatus away to kind of take that on and then run with it in her heel character makes sense to me. It makes, it makes perfect sense. Um, I liked what they did uh, later on with Sasha. Mm -hmm. um, it's just for something I don't know what it was. It, it like it like started going. It was like oh this is yeah this is it. She's gonna she's gonna start mm -hmm. shooting on people or whatever. And then I just kind of like it cratered out real quick. Yeah, it cratered real quick. Yeah, and you were like, "What? Where are we going to go?" And I think Natty ran in earlier than maybe they had anticipated her running in because you because you want to give Sasha time to really establish herself in a heel promo, and then she started going the easy route. And I lied to her, and I said, and I looked in her face, and I said, "Your daddy," you know, like that. There's no ingenuity. There's no inventiveness to that. That's very simple and straightforward. Whereas Becky would have found a new way to say it, and that's the thing. The great ones with the promos. And this is something you pushed back on me on a couple weeks ago when I said Sasha's not always known for cutting great promos. I think that's one of the weakest parts of her as a wrestler is her promo stuff. She can merch, she can sell, she can promote, she can wrestle. But promo-wise, sometimes she's not as quick on the draw and able to flow with situations naturally as you would like her to be. Because I think that's one of the biggest reasons why she doesn't hit that superstar status fully and consistently is that she doesn't have that extra oomph that you need to get you over the top. Everything else is fantastic. I'm a massive fan for Sasha. But this is another example of her not stepping up to the plate when she has the opportunity to sell herself big time in this turn and become this uh, uh, 
heel boss character. Yeah, no, I'd be very interested to see how much involvement she had in this promo yeah. and what was actually written for her. Because I, I, I feel like they could have done, they could have written something stronger for her, for her, or at least certainly possible. worked with her to get a better promo. Uh, I think people wanted to like hear what she had to say finally, and it was now two weeks of like sort of lackluster mm-hmm. responses. The what chance started almost within a minute or two of the promo, which is never a good thing. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't, like, she just, I felt like she was uh, falling back on the stuff she knows rather than the more inventive approach to it. So I do think that the end of the show, when she, yeah. or, or later in the show, when she wrestled, uh, that was great. Much better presentation of Sasha Banks. So we can get to that there. And I also yep. feel like um, Graves has been a huge help on commentary in getting this over this whole situation of him being like, I told you all that's how she's always been. She's just finally finding herself. She finally realized that she didn't need to put up this fake facade because that's who she is. She's a bad person. I think that's all really good. Yeah, I agree. It does help the... and I, There's no real heat between them, right? That's more just I don't fun. think. Okay. I would imagine he's just helping her out. Because he's always on her. Like, yeah. always, right? And... uh I think this is fun. If it'd be interesting to see if Graves all of a sudden starts becoming a fan of her, like he did when Alexa with Alexa because she's the hero, right? Exactly. Like Heenan. Heenan was always like when Hogan turned, he was like, "I told you, I knew he was this for the whole time." He never cheered for Hogan, even when he was heel. But he always bashed Hogan, and when he turned, he was like, "I, you all have been wrong this whole time. I knew this guy was a bad dude from the beginning." So he felt that vindication. So I wonder if that's kind of the same playbook. That's what I think. The same play. I think they're definitely on that playbook for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Street Profits come in next. Oh, wait, no, wait. They get into it. They fight. They get pulled apart. We know they're going to fight yeah. later. Uh, this was cool. I'd never seen Natty in jeans, so I was like, cool to see her running down, like, totally uh, doing her thing uh, in regular street clothes. All right, the Street Profits come in, hyping all the matches that they got coming on. They're just hype men now, right? Is that what's going on? Well, I mean, they're not. They're, they seem like they're doing little teases for them going to have, like, I forget who it was about, but there seemed like there was a little tease for them yeah. wanting to get in the ring soon. Yeah. So It needs to happen. I think they're just, I mean, spoiler alert. So if you're listening via podcast, fast forward 30 seconds now. They lost the tag team titles at the tapings. And that's right. why they haven't, I've noticed they haven't had the tag team titles on Raw since. Right. My guess is they're just waiting for that to play out on NXT TV. And then when that happens, we'll finally see them transition how, to how, an actual match. How far behind is the tapings to the screen, to the show? To uh, the shows, usually. I think last week was, because when was, how long ago was TakeOver? No, they, this, I think they already started. No, they already okay. started airing them, but if I recall correctly, they taped, it happened near the end of the taping. Okay. So couple weeks from now is probably still probably at least two to three more weeks do they tape a, a full month a full months of shows on in one day sometimes more <laughs> right because they take well, so no, 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 in, in one day they tape three episodes i think okay you could maybe conceivably four. wrestle maybe four. three times in one day i'm trying to think in my head now. That's, that's a lot a, i think it's three and because th- they usually do them back-to-back days i think that's so. incredible i think it's wow. three and three all right i think oh that's gonna make it look bad no <laughs> You don't know. Sometimes people in the comments are like, there's a computer right in front of them. Why don't they just Google it? It's okay. Don't worry about it. Make it sound like an old Mattel commercial. This right, G.I. Joe is coming to you live. <laughs> it's G.I. Joe on ice. All right, let's move on to um, the first round of the King of the Ring tournament. Ricochet. Hey, you Take know what? I finally saw, since you brought up superhero stuff, sure. I finally saw Shazam. 
All right, here we go. Here's another segue. All right. Pretty good movie. Shut up. Did you not like it? I liked it, but it was cheesy as balls. It was cotton candy. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely like an old superhero movie. And we're right. so used to like Marvel that seems to kind of like take it yeah. up here. And then DC was like real dark status. But I kind of liked there was like a fun DC movie. I liked there was a DC movie that didn't suck. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's called the Big Red Cheese for a reason because it's cheesy. Um, I'm just always caught up in the Kingdom Come version of Shazam, and he's a little more darker. And I would have liked a little more weight to the whole situation, which I think they tried, but they kind of they kind of played both sides. It feels like... Question. You yep. maybe know more about this. I'm, Shazam's one of my favorites. And it's still wrestling-related. Sure. So The Rock is doing the Black Adam thing. He is. That ended up being separate from this movie. I noticed he was still credited in the movie he's as like an executive, executive producer. producer. Yes. Was that just a technicality, or was he technically still involved? Like, was he actually involved? No, he's in involved. Movie? And is hoping to connect his Black Adam. So he'll do a Black Adam movie, and then hopefully they do a sequel if, of yes. the two. If you remember in Jamin Hansu, when he's telling it, they, they had another champion, yes. that's Black Adam. Yes. That's The Rock. Yes. I went and read yeah. what Black Adam's story is. So but The Rock is still connected yes. to this. So he's hopefully doing his Black Adam movie next? Yes. They, they think they're going to do a Black Adam movie next separately. Uh, another Shazam movie, and then in the third film is when Black Adam and Shazam are going to okay. uh, do it up, which I don't know if it's wise. Look, I love Dwayne Johnson to pieces, but my brother isn't getting younger every year. He's getting older. Well, isn't he tougher. someone that's supposed to be, like, been in space for decades, yeah, sure. trying to get back or I'm whatever? physically, Dwayne is, you know, I don't know how much he's got left, to be honest with you. All oh, those, he's got a... All those years in the ring and all that stuff, I don't he's know, He's got man. plenty of time left. All right. As an action star? I hope so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Schwarzenegger's still doing it. Not perfectly, but he's still doing it. If you say so. He's still making... He's got the new Terminator coming out. He's got a new Terminator coming out. He's a mannequin, essentially. All right, anyway. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, and I get it. I like that you like... I, I thought it was an enjoyable movie. It was a little cheesy for me, but I didn't take... I don't think that's doesn't make it a bad film at all. And I super didn't have the end spoiled for me somehow oh, this good. entire time, which I was like... I am shocked I didn't have any of this spoiled for me. Yeah. Good job, Internet. Thank you. My only complaint about the movie, honestly, it, the most the, is that the fact that they didn't do any background work on those kids. Like, you needed to give me a little more on these kids. They're just stock characters. Fair, totally. That was frustrating. Totally. Oh, nerdy the Asian little, kid. The, the little black girl okay. got some, like, a little bit of a story. Yeah, she was cute. She was cute. But what about the fat kid who got the A, who, who found, who, who, right? The kid got an F, and he was like, we never revisit that storyline. Like, that poor kid is failing out of school. That matters more than homie turning into Shazam. So I just, I think there was just more there to explore with these kids that they should have fleshed the, out. But then you also run the risk of becoming this season of Glow where it's like, where it's like, okay, we get it. Everyone needs a backstory. Like they like, oh. this season of Glow was like, everyone's trying to get an, uh, an Emmy nomination. Yeah. <laughs> it was like everyone had some deep storyline. I just wanted like fun wrestling stuff. I'm two episodes in and I, this is the worst season for me. I didn't dislike it, but you'll see that if you haven't finished. I, I don't think I yeah, spoiled yeah, anything yeah. by saying that. They very much are like, this is the season where we want to try and get Emmys for people. So it's all like, okay. they're giving them all like Their one storyline, yeah. one episode each where they can uh, all be like, this is my Emmy episode. Well, you I, know? I downloaded them all onto my iPad to oh, watch. Yeah, you're traveling tonight. To yeah. watch tonight. I'm, that and second season of Breaking Bad because I'm going to start catching up on that before the movie comes mm -hmm. out. So I'm going to watch the season uh, while I'm in Australia and see if it's 
See if I like it. But so far, the two episodes is depressing. The whole season is pretty depressing. Yeah. And I'm like, this is Vegas. I'm already like, depressed when everyone says Vegas. Yeah, well, I kind of feel like they, they nailed the Vegas vibe, though, a little bit because it's okay. depressing and lots of sex. So it's like there's a ton of boobs and wieners, and it's super okay. depressing. That's true. There was some boobs in the second episode. Oh, there's – this is the really most surprised. I've ever seen boobs and wieners and glow. Really? Oh, the whole season. It's just like boobs wow. and wieners. So okay. much boobs and wieners and sex. Fair enough. There's, uh, there's your review. So much boobs and wieners and sex. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the bottom Ryan of the thing. <laughs> for the commercial for Glow. Lots of boobs and wieners. On the Blu-ray. <laughs> boobs and wieners and sex. Come watch the season. Uh, yeah, what are we going to point out? Are we moving on? Oh, uh, yeah, no, Ricochet. Oh, yeah, Ricochet Realized versus... Superhero. That's where I was actually going. Good, good call. Good segue there. Versus Drew McIntyre in the first round of the King of the Ring tournament. Ricochet wins in another great match. This was... So a, good. This I wanted this match to keep going. It was so good. And I never want a McIntyre match to keep going. This felt great. Not what? McIntyre's great. Cause not because he's bad. It's just when you hit that, like, 10, 15-minute limit. Okay, I've seen where you... Well, let's just end this thing. Oof, I've seen this McIntyre is, go for a half hour and really? pumped. Yeah, okay. he's a killer. I like this match. This was a good match. So good. Yeah. And and, and I, I was a believable win for Ricochet. You know, huge upset. Yes. But at the same time, so foreshadowed. They had so many people coming on saying Drew's going to win. Drew's oh, going to yeah. win. Um, I also think that it was just, it was so obvious that Drew was going to win that it made it almost a given that he wasn't going to win. Yeah, true. I also don't think he needed it. I really don't think that Drew McIntyre parading around as a king for the next six months is what his career needs right now. I don't think that's going to take him to the next level. He's already at the next level. He just needs to be given the opportunity. It's not like anyone's like, well, he needs that one thing to get him over the hump. No, I don't think so. I think he just needs the opportunity and he's going to take it and own it. So... I think Ricochet winning makes the most sense. Yeah. I actually am wondering now if they're going mean, to... Obviously, Corbin winning is the big, like, uh, the odds on favorite, you would mm-hmm. think. Because everyone goes, well, he was... They needed something to do with him. He's already gotten rid of the vest. He's prepared to start wearing <laughs> the cape because he's wearing the white beater now. Yeah. Or the, the tank top, excuse me. Um, and But you know what? I'm almost wondering if they're going to go in a different direction with this tournament yes. and surprise everyone and have it be the, the, the smaller guys who mm-hmm. get to the finals maybe. And, and have it be one uh, to spotlight the stuff you're maybe not seeing on 205 Live yeah. uh, and two just to kind of give love to the, the smaller dudes in the company who mm-hmm. are owning it right now. I feel like there's a good possibility we could see Cedric Alexander or Ricochet uh-huh. versus Buddy Murphy in the finals or Ali. One of the two. That, those are my four... Right, those are like the ones I feel like have the most, the biggest chance of being in the finals. Okay. Now. Right? Does that make sense? Does, yeah. does that sound right? Um, no? I mean, King Corbin feels very I know. predetermined, but uh, I hear what you're saying. Um, I know you mentioned this for Ali, but I would love it if Ricochet. I know they, but I would love it if Ricochet won this thing and then turned heel. That would be great. That would be a terrible idea. I would love it. Why? Because there's not really that many strong heels that are winning on Raw. There's so many. There's a bunch. They're winning, though. Not winning. They're fighting. They're not winning. Yeah, and but I he's would such like a clear-cut see... baby. Why would you undercut that so quickly? His arrogance of being the king. Just mm. seeing him turn, be, be, a, be a, a heel would be great. No one would see it coming. People would be so upset. And those are the best heel turns. I also feel like, though, when you become one of those guys, you can't flip around. When you become a heel, yeah. you can't flip around as much. And then you kind of like undercut all the fun things. Oh, that yeah? You don't think you can do that? Well, because the whole point is to get people to pop. Oh, the whole right. point of a big 450 or a 630 right, or, right. you know, whatever those are called on the outside, you know, the planches on the outside. Yeah. The whole point of that is to get people to go, oh, 
wow, you don't see heels doing that. Like when Neville became a heel, he just like totally yeah. stopped even like doing his top rope finisher yeah, for a while. Randy, does, Randy does the RKOs and all that kind of shit. Randy does all Randy's that shit. He's not a high flyer. That's true. <laughs> Randy can do hard hitting mat work and have a hard finisher. AJ, does AJ, did AJ turn it off? AJ's been jumping all over the ring as a heel. When he was fighting Ricochet? AJ doesn't really wrestle like a high-flying style as much anymore. He's jumping on top ropes, jumping off the... He does the, the forearm as yeah. the finishing move, but that's a forearm. All right. It's not really like a flip. All right. Right? Am I wrong? No, no. I'm saying I don't know if I 100% agree, but I... On which part? On the high... You have to stop being a high flyer if you're a heel. Because that means there's no heels in 205 lot. Or no heels in luchadors. Luchadors are heels all the time. Well, I'm talking more in WWE than, than okay. outside of the, the, the... I'm talking the confines of WWE mm. here. Uh, is Andrade when, not what? a high flyer? You don't think Andrade's a high flyer? He's not really doing flips and stuff. He's wrestling fast. He wrestles yeah. a fast pace. That's what I'm saying. A ricochet can do that. He could, but he's also doing 630s. Why would you... And the people love him for it. Why yeah. would you undercut that? Because you can do a 630 and then get up and like, you know, wipe your feet on the dude's chest. I'm just saying there's humans. Maybe. I think you need to have more of an attitude, and he's such like a happy-go-lucky kind of a guy. Yeah. I don't know if he pulled that off yet either. I think it's coming. I think down the road it's coming. Because he's not good on the mic. They'll figure something out. Him turning heel would be fun. I would hate that. <laughs> anyway, he takes on some... Speaking of he'll takes on Samoa Joe next. This should be interesting. This will be a yes. fun match. Um, but this match itself, I want to... Before yeah. we breeze past it. Sure. Uh, so good. Yeah. Like, dude, those two are so... They just make things look effortless in the mm-hmm. ring. I mean, when Drew McIntyre, he did this, he like clotheslined Ricochet. Ricochet flips back, and then Rick, uh, Drew McIntyre rolls around and just like off the ground picks Ricochet up for a power bomb and a sit out power bomb on the ground. Yeah, and it looked like like it was it took no effort. Like yep. it looked like he just lifted him up like he was paper. And I'm like, oh, that's another human being. That's a grown buff man. Yeah. Imagine just deadlifting a human being off the ground like that with ease. And yeah. I realized that yeah, he's not gonna sandbag his body, but still like that's a that's a big man. F that that stuff outside the ring. Which when, part? With uh with uh um uh, ricochet being thrown all around in the ring when he was just lying outside the ring. I thought for sure. Like when he did, uh, was it a clothesline or was it a leg kick? Whatever he did. When he did the Glasgow kiss you're talking yes, about? Yes, the Glasgow kiss oh. outside the ring. And I was like, oh my God. And he yeah, rolled him in there. Like they, he, he Irish whipped Ricochet. Ricochet jumped over oh, yeah. the the steps. Then went to like do like a Superman punch off the steps. And he just got headbutted and, and went down. I was like, Whoa! Yeah. There was like inventive, cool spots in that. Yeah, I know he played off well because he just went down, down. He just went boom. boom. Out. Um, so yeah, I, I think that yeah, believable finish. I think that you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that Ricochet has been uh, positioned in a way to where it's less of like a whoa, the underdog did it, and more of just like a that's how good Ricochet is. Yeah, he, he 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 uses all that, does his superhero like maneuvers uh and he can still hang with the top guy yeah. in WWE. And I love that. I yeah. love that. Um they they did a killer job with these two last night. I don't think I don't think Drew's affected in one bit in nope. a negative for it. Nope. If you can wrestle a great match, people like give you props for that. Win or lose. Uh Miz talks a great game before he takes on Baron Corbin and says that he wants it all. Gives all this big promo, blah blah blah. And everybody saw what was coming. Corbin ends up getting this thing. It was kind of a boring match. Oh no not boring. I would say it was a decent match. 
That's Fair. it. That's yeah. it. There was a, there was they didn't give him as much time as McIntyre no. and Ricochet, and then it was over before you knew it. And then Corbin walked up to the throne, sat down, put on the uh, crown, had the scepter, and gave his promo, which I liked actually. And so, yeah, I liked I, I I liked it, but also this is why I guessed the smaller guys in the finals. Yeah, because it almost foreshadowed him winning too much. Similar to Drew McIntyre having Booker T and Stone Cold on Raw saying, like, we think Drew McIntyre is going to win. I almost think that they want to make you think that Drew McIntyre, or sorry, that Baron Corbin is going to win. And that's why they drove it home even further. Mm -hmm. And that it's going to be that, that, because who's he facing next? Cedric, right? They're going to keep trying to, like, drive home that Cedric is, like, able... That, that, that's why I think Cedric's going to get to the finals. I think Cedric's going to keep upsetting people on his way to the finals. Okay. I think that Cedric Alexander is getting this push on WWE programming. I think that he can, in theory, beat Corbin. Are they on opposite sides of the bracket? Well, so it would be he beat Corbin, and if Ricochet beats Samoa Joe, I believe, it's, it's Cedric r- versus Ricochet. And you know those two could have a killer main event on Raw that would put them over both in a huge way. Absolutely. And that Cedric could win and, like, show that he's on the same level as as Ricochet on his way to the finals. They got a cool hugging moment. It would be awesome. So that's why I think that there's a possibility that that he he beats him. I'm down with that. Uh, All right. The OC are interviewed in the back about losing the tag team uh, titles and then having to be involved in this tag team turmoil match. They say they're the only club, the best club that's ever been. So they're going to try and prove it when they walk out there. Next thing we go to Bailey versus Nikki Cross. This seemed like a random booking, although I didn't mind it necessarily. Just seemed a bit random. It was random. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a way better match than it was. And quick too. Yeah. Ended up being a quick victory, which this is the exact game or a, a game plan they use with the Iconics. Give them the belts, then have them consistently lose. That's a dangerous thing to do here. Or at least if they're going to lose, have them have a good match. This was a straight loss. There was no controversy. It was a clean victory over uh, Nikki. So I don't know if they're trying to just push Bailey over more and more. I don't know what's happening here. But Bailey gets the victory. It was a decent pop when she won. I didn't really have a lot of emotion connection. (laughs) I was like, I even rewatched this one again. This one I tried to, and I was just like, I just don't. I don't know what it is, but I just, yeah. it's not. I, Bailey Charlotte is what we're waiting for. Yeah. This is all just filler. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah. It I really so. is. I think that. There's no real pop here. No, I don't know. I don't know if it's Bailey that's not connecting with me lately or what. I just, I just really wasn't. I think it's, I think it's a mixture of the, the two of them. Okay. I, I think that I am still not feeling this new version of Nikki Cross. Uh, as much as as talented as she is, yeah. I'm just not. It's not connecting with me. And Bailey, similar to Sasha, it's like Sasha needed that change, and now she's like great. Yeah. I think there's. I just think there's something that's missing with Bailey right now for some reason. Well, yeah, there is something missing with Bailey, and there is something missing with Nikki as well. I think they both don't have, for whatever reason. I think that's so why the Bailey Charlotte thing is going to really sh- uh, show us what she's got, okay, and if she's over with the fans, and can she get back over with the fans? She's she. You need a great person to make you. You need a good heel, a good face to bring out the best. Agreed. You really do. Yep. And any sport or sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, you need that. Yeah. And so I think uh, Nikki's not that one to do. I think Charles going to be the one for Bailey. And Nikki, I, to be honest with you, this was one of the not not one of the best matches she's ever wrestled. No. There were some there were some sloppy moments. There were some holes that were exposed in her game as a wrestler. And I I'm a little concerned about her making that jump if she can. 
I don't know if she can. Certainly character-wise, she was great for NXT. But once you get to the, something uh, uh, with wider uh, top of the roster, it can be tough sometimes to make that well, jump. you also underestimate – I mean, I know you like to say these kinds of things, but you also underestimate – all the voices in the back. Like, yeah. it's not like she All can't, I can do she, is no, no, show no, you what I see. No, but what I'm saying is, it's not, I, I, I sometimes don't feel like it's a reflection of Nikki. Because we know Nikki can do that. Mm-hmm. It's not like Nikki can't. We've seen her do it. And in a bigger stage on yeah. NXT, which I know isn't the main roster. No, but I'm but saying... But you forget that there's producers in WWE on the main roster who are telling them how to wrestle. Specifically saying, wrestle like this. They're not choreographing the matches. They're, ta- they're calling spots in the ring. Isn't that what happens? No. That is what happens. There are all those videos where you can see them whispering what they're going to do yeah, next. But, but they worked that out with a producer in the back beforehand. Right. I thought just the end is worked out. How they get no, to the end. Lots of the match is worked out behind this, is worked wow. out backstage with a producer. Okay. Like the top ones maybe aren't as much, but right. like a lot of those matches are worked out before they get, ever get out there. They're not calling it in the ring ever anymore. Really? No, okay. no one calls it in the ring. Really? No, like rarely. Okay. Maybe house shows, okay. but on TV, no. They have to like, shoot, so much of that shit is like mapped out. Well, then how can you explain something like Cedric and Drew versus something like Bailey and Nikki? What do you mean? I mean, like, if was that just choreographed so much better than Bailey and Nikki? Like, was that talked about with a better producer? Is that a better producer? Well, I think, I think I think this is what to me it's like acting. Yeah, you can write a shitty line. The great actors can make it work. You're talking about with Rick Shane Drew, is that what you said? Yeah. The difference is, is that they're all, they're all supposed to serve different purposes on the show. Mm-hmm. So, like, Ricochet and Drew McIntyre was supposed to serve the purpose of this is our 15-minute athletic contest. Great. What is the purpose of Bailey and Nikki, then? This was, to me, it was just a quick way to get Bailey on TV, and that okay. was boring. Yeah, it was boring. I don't think it was meant to make Nikki look strong, which is why she was... Not looking strong. Well, it was meant to mistake. make Bailey look strong. Okay, then, then overall, then I'm, 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 I'm saying this is a mistake. Fair. Okay. I just don't like when it's like poking holes. You say it's like poking holes in her skills. No, it's she's trying to do what she was told to do backstage. Okay, that's fair. Same with the Iconics. When they were told, hey, go out there and kill it for two minutes before you're finally going to lose the titles, they went out there, did all these dope tag team moves, and even you were like, that was pretty impressive. Why yeah, did they do it the whole time? Because they weren't they were told not to. Okay. That's how I look at it, at least. Well, I think that's dumb. I, that's why a lot of people say that. That's, yeah. that's the Dean Ambrose way of thinking. He said, that's not fair. That's I, not fair. We are performers. Yeah. We are artists. Let them do their thing. Don't call them performance artists. Ooh, unless they want that. to be called that. I didn't say that. But, <laughs> but uh, All right. yeah, no, it's, I mean, that's fair. That's why I don't like to necessarily critique the wrestling sometimes unless it's like, a pay-per-view match where, like, they were told, go go all out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's t- not every single match is scripted from beginning to end, but it's a producer who works it out with them. That's why there's ten producers in the back hmm. that are sitting there going, okay, you have this match, you have this match, you have this match, now, you have this match. Now, who tells the producers how to, sca- how to coordinate these matches? What they want out of those matches? That the bits? people who are in charge. All right. Hey, listen, they should fucking hire me, because I will produce you ten fucking matches every night that will kick... The- down the house that will tear down the house and kick down the doors because this is what this is going on there should be no match that does that if yeah, it's you've really worked in a place long enough to know and i produce the fuck out of shows yeah but you've produced you've produced shows long enough to know that sometimes you don't necessarily you're not always producing what you think is best you're producing what you think your sure. boss is going to think is best well no what i well that isn't here, well, here, not here necessarily. I'm not I produce what I think is best with the host. You know that that's but sometimes a, the host doesn't want to do certain things, and now you have to find the middle ground. That I do understand. But you also understand that, like, a lot of people who work on shows that have tougher bosses than you, yeah, who have very firm bosses that want things done a certain way, that you're not there 
to necessarily. That's true. You're there to kind of serve you're the overall that thing. person. Yeah, right. You're not there to go like I'm trying to give the best show possible to the fans. Right. Yeah, you, that's when you start there. You think that, yeah. but when you've been screamed at and ridiculed and told how terrible your ideas are, and you know. Yeah, my idea is technically probably better, but I know he's going to like this stupid fart joke better than you go that way, you know? Yeah, you know, like, he's... You know, that, that's what ends up happening. And I've been in that position where you go, I I'm know sure. what my bosses want. Yeah. I've been here long enough, so I'm just going to do what they want. Oof. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. I do hear you. Absolutely hear you. All right, well, all right. But maybe, it wasn't an exciting Maybe you've turned me around on this. Maybe it's the producer's fault, and I, I'm, I'm happy to, to talk about it that way, then kind of adjust my approach to things. Great. Strowman talking about beating Seth Rollins here for the Universal Championship in the back and also talks about beating AJ Styles for his title. So we're setting everything up here with Strowman. Uh, we'll see how this all plays out. Will he? Uh, well, at this point, we don't know. We didn't know if he was going to go win the thing and then take that in to face Seth, but uh, uh, good, good little quick promo. Then the tag team turmoil starts. Here we go. I'm just going to run down what happened, okay, cool. and then we'll talk about it. Well, if I, if I stop you, yeah. then maybe I have an opinion, but can start. Yeah. All right, Viking Raiders taking on B-Team. The Viking Raiders win this thing pretty quickly. Then they take on the OC, which leads to a double DQ. Then out of nowhere. Well, let's stop on the double DQ okay, part. stop the double DQ. Uh, what did you think about them doing I that? I didn't like it. Okay. I, I thought it was a terrible decision, but I also get it. Because you don't want either one to lose face, so you have them DQ, which is what they used to do in the old days, right? These Double DQ... Kids enjoy results now because in the old days, Double DQ was standard fare. Especially if you watched WCW yes. and stuff like that. It was always oh, like a DQ. It, or, it was uh, standard fare. WWF did it for a long time yeah. as well to save these rivalries and keep them going. We just saw it recently with Kofi and Randy. Kind of keeps that rivalry going. That's why you do it. This, you do it so you, neither one loses face. Viking Raiders or OC, the most recent champs. I'm only OC. cool Double DQ like that when it's an unimportant match like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Technically, right. there's bigger stakes but unimportant. Sure, I hate sure, it when it's sure, on pay-per-view sure. and that happens. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, all right, then. Wait, before, uh, so yeah. I'm glad you finish. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I think you actually, I, I, I think you nailed it completely there. Yeah. I think that, yeah, it was like yin and yang. No, I like would have liked to have seen them wrestle, but I totally understand what, where it's going. It starts mm. a feud that will probably be pretty cool. Uh, it gives the OC something to do now. Uh, if they're not maybe going to be going for the tag titles, it keeps the Viking. It gets the Viking Raiders finally in a feud with them wanting. Yes. Uh, so I, I, I did like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, then Ziggler and Rude out of nowhere coming together as a tag team. What the? F- <laughs> Which I'll uh, be honest I stopped with you, myself when my dad texted me. When but. it was when it was uh, when it was announced, I initially was like this, what? And then I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe this could be fun because we've all, all of us who love Bobby Roode have been clamoring for Roode to get into something that has some weight to it, and for Ziggler to get a little more uh, um, showcase without it having to be like, why me? Uh, uh, so they take on Lucha House Party. They end up getting the victory here over Lucha House Party, which uh, was a brutal uh, victory, like a brutal shot by yeah, Rude. I think uh, it was the team before we could pass on it. Oh, no, no, I want to talk Ziggler about with the kick, the yeah. Ziggler and Rude thing. Um, I was, Ooh. I, I didn't. I just thought it was very random, right? I was like, it was what? random. It was like these are all actual teams. Is right? Do, is there any chemistry between Rude and Ziggler? But you know what? Very good point. I think that both of them are very talented. If it takes Ziggler away from the it should have been me stuff and moves him in the direction of like a serious team with with uh, Rude, I'm into it. Because, okay. I, you know, the team with Drew McIntyre helped Drew McIntyre get to the next level. Yep. 
if it can help Bobby Roode too, then great. I think that Bobby Roode is a really talented guy. He's finally being full blown healed. Yep. They got rid of the stupid mustache, uh, and it seems like from what Paul, from what Cedric Alexander said about Paul Heyman in yep. the interview that I did with him, he said that. Um, Paul was watching a match between him and Bobby Roode on main event a few months ago and said he was really impressed by it. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming that he also was impressed by Bobby Roode. Of course. And that maybe he's having something to do with this and this is something that he sees as a good team. Um, as someone pointed out that they kind of look like uh, um, Rick Roode and Kurt Hennig, uh, which I, I kind of like the oh, comparisons. Damn. Uh, and maybe that's maybe that's all. That's why Heyman saw that, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Maybe they could be like that. Uh, but yeah, I kind of liked it all around. I, 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 I was at first. I rolled my eyes. I, like I even it. said to someone, my friend, like, this is this is gonna be stupid if they win. But but if this is the sign of like giving these two something serious to do, I'm into it. If this is just like a throwaway thing for a few weeks to get us to class of champions, I don't like it. Yeah, much. fair enough. Okay. Uh, they did fight the Revival next, and they end up getting the victory over the Revival. Uh, Rude gets that victory, um, gets that pin. Then they absolutely demolish Hawkins and Ryder, and finally they take on Heavy Machinery. This was a great back and forth. Machinery almost pulled it out a couple of times, but Rude and Ziggler get the victory here. So now they're going to take on uh, uh, Rollins and, and, uh, and Strowman for the titles, the tag team titles. I think it'd be great if they win these things and they could be a fun heel team in the like. It, it reminds me, I get the Kurt Henning uh, rude totally, totally makes sense. But I also see a little bit of Cesaro and Sheamus here put together. People are kind of like, what? But they end up finding a chemistry. I could see even rude doing this thing above while Ziggler does the below. You could even see the DX thing below thing. It totally works to have them come together. I hope they have the chemistry on the mic and in the ring that you would need to make this thing work. Because, Lord God, like I've mentioned many times, and, of course, you know, Rude was great in that tag team. Beer uh, Money. Yeah, Big Money. Uh, what? Beer Money. Beer Money, right. The Beer Money. He was great on beer, uh, on that Beer Money tag team. So putting him with another performer like Ziggler would be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah. I'm very open to it. Okay. I think that... Like I said, if it's a thing that they only do for a few weeks and then it's over, I don't like it as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's a thing they're going to get behind, those two guys could be the basis of a stable. Yes. I mean, like, those two guys in the revival Ooh. could be like a thing. And, and, and even throw Randy Orton in there as, like, the actual leader, as, like, a, a dangerous alliance type group. I'm into it. Like, old school yeah. type guys. I'm into it. But I don't I like know it. if that'll happen, but I'm saying I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, did you, I, do you like the idea of the tag team turmoil? Did you like that? Yeah. I think that okay. the whole, like, the whole, like, two out of three falls or elimination yeah. matches were getting played out. But this didn't feel like that to me. This was a nice, this was a nice hour of the show. It was yep. like, it really felt like they gave a whole hour to wrestling. And I'm like, you can't be mad about that, right? It was, I feel like yeah. it was like an hour. It was a long time. Yeah, it was a long match. Uh, so I liked it. I thought it was a good idea. Okay. All right. Let's move on to what we mentioned near the beginning there. Sasha and Natalia now come out and get into this thing with their matchups. Uh, Sasha, good, good. Listen, this was a good match. This was an enjoyable match. And this was also a short match. It was, but, but still served its purpose much better than the Bailey one Absolutely. Did. Natty was brutal here with some of her shots that she delivered and took. Uh, so I gave a lot that of German props. suplex. Woo-hoo. When she just flung her in yeah. the air. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was like Brock Lesnar style. Yes. Props to Sasha for taking that bump. Obviously, because I'm sure they talk about it ahead of time. But also, Natalia got thrown through a chair, which almost looked dangerous to her and the way she hit that chair, and then thrown into the ring post. All of this was great. I also loved the finish where she had yeah. to like wrap the arm around for even more kind of like torque torque on it. And yeah. she was smiling while doing it, like an evil, like, ah, like smile. And, I, and then, you know, she wins, and then she leaves and comes back and locks it on again. Um, I thought this, once again, similar to, I believe, last week, yeah. where it was like the promo thing they had her do first was kind of meh, but then when she attacked Daddy later in the show, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, true. And it's kind of like this. It was like the promo was meh, but when she was like in the ring again, being like a vicious heel, loved it. It was fantastic. What's this leading to? Her and Natty again at Clash of Champions, or is it her and Becky? What's her and leading Becky. to? Okay. It's got to be her and Becky. Well, they're setting up this thing consistently with Natty. They are. Either, uh, so either Natty's just filling the void for now until the Clash of Champions match with Becky. Is that what she's doing? Because Natty's doing a great look. You know, I don't, I'm not always the biggest fan of her getting these opportunities. But Natty is putting Sasha over well in this situation. And enduring the jeers of the fans to do so. So props to Natty. Yeah, I, it's hard to say. I think the match has to be... Yeah, her and Sasha Becky. Sasha and Becky, but... Unless it's a triple threat. What's after Clash of Champions? I gotta look it up. Wouldn't Survivor Series be after Clash of Champions? Maybe. I feel like you maybe wait... Yeah, you know what? Hold on. I think you wait till Survivor Series. Pay-per-view schedule 2019. I think you might want to wait till Survivor Series, yep. too, for that. Um, I'm pulling it up right here. They put... schedule. So we've got Clash of Champions. Oh, Hell in a Cell. Oh, Hell in October. a Cell. Then Survivor Series. Well, Crown Jewel, which they're not going to be on that one. Right. And then Survivor Series is in November. Hell in a Cell. No, I guess you do. Mm-hmm. You could do Natty Clash of Champions. And then you could do Hell in a Cell with Becky, possibly. And Survivor Series against Becky? Like, yeah. they let it go all the way? Or you do Natty Hell in a Cell to finish this thing off, and then Becky and her at, at, at Survivor Series. I think she beats Natty. Maybe at Clash of Champions. Yeah. Then she beats... Becky Lynch at Hell in a Cell for the title. And then... And then Becky regains the title maybe at WrestleMania. Not Survivor Series. Oh, at WrestleMania. That's a WrestleMania. I'm down with that. I'm yeah, down with Becky that. Becky do her redemption to get back yeah. to WrestleMania. What's the deal with uh, Lacey? Is she know. injured? I don't think so. Oof. Okay. Yeah, I know. Drastically had her presence removed. Yeah. Yeah. She's used a lot, too. I know. I know what I'm saying. I know. I, I thought maybe you had some insight it. into it. I don't, wow. think she, I don't think she's injured. Okay. No, I don't know. Fascinating. Um, she's not pregnant again or anything with her? No. Okay. She has a child, right? Yes. Okay. I didn't know if she was pregnant. That's what I'm asking. I mean. It's not a negative to be pregnant. It's a, leap, it's a leap is all I'm saying. That's, I'm just saying that happens sometimes. People get pregnant randomly. Keith Slater hasn't been on TV. Is he pregnant? <laughs> yeah, well, for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the match was really I good. I got kids. Yeah, I really enjoyed the match. I thought they've done a great job with Sasha Banks on, on making her seem like a vicious heel. Yeah, I like this. I need a little more, I need a little more Sasha heel. I, I need, need a little more of the, on, need, the, on the mic now. On I the need, story yeah, purposes. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But I need a little more NWO heel, Sasha. I want NWO heel type vibe. I want that. Okay. Uh, and I'd like to see a little more brutality. 
Um, it's been pretty brutal since the bank you came back. Yeah, the bank statement. I, I want to see sledgehammers. I want to see steel bars. I want to see things of that nature. I want to see blood. <laughs> she slammed. She slammed Natty's head into like In the steel those, steps. Those those uh, drawers and told her she did. Said tell your daddy. I go yeah. to hell. Tell your daddy. I said hi. That's pretty. Yeah. Pretty intense. So maybe Helena sells a casket match. I love that. Oh, God, that's terrible. All right, Cedric Alexander takes on Cesaro in the next King of the Ring. <laughs> match here. on one today. Hello, I'm going to Australia. I'm scared. I'm 15 hours on a plane. I'm nervous as fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry to cuss, Mr. Satin. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Scott. <laughs> Put me on first family. Anyway, then I won't cuss. Yeah, then I won't cuss. Uh, all right, gets, uh, Cedric gets the victory here after a... I thought this was a fantastic match. Very good match. Both of them really brought it. Cesaro, once again, you know, he's taking these losses. He's putting people over for now. Maybe he'll get another run down the road, but certainly doing great work here with, with Cedric. That's why I just want to send Cesaro back to NXT. Yeah. NXT, dude. He's going to be... It's going to be on USA. It's going to have a ton of... It's going to need a few extra stars it from will. the main roster. It will. He was the big boss of NXT back in the day. He was like the guy you had to get through to get to the main roster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Send him back there and do it again. People love Cesaro. And, and I'm, not, I'm not complaining with the fact that he lost. I think Cedric Alexander should have won. Yeah. I think it made sense. I just feel bad. I think that Cesaro could be showcased in a better light uh, if his situation were different. However, it's not. And I feel like it made sense to have Cedric Alexander win here because he's still in the tournament. Uh, Like I said, I think that he's going to be the sleeper where he's going to keep upsetting people and get to the finals. Right. So because of that, I think you need to show that he can beat Cesaro. He can beat these people that, you know, you condition them to think, well, if he can beat Cesaro, he can beat. You can beat uh, right. Baron Corbin. Right. Uh, and so that's why I, I liked it. Solid match. Uh, these two guys are, they're just both so good in the yeah. ring that, like, obviously they're not going to have a bad match. I mean, both of them are just, they're so talented. And I actually liked the finish. Kind of the, the lumbar check came out of nowhere, yep. it felt like. Uh, and it was, a, it was like, whoa, oh, all right, cool. You know, it was, yeah. it was, it was well done all around, I felt like. I agree completely. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, there's nothing more I could add to what Ryan yeah, said. Yeah, there wasn't like a lot really to agree. this match. Yeah, there really wasn't. That's good to see Cedric win. We'll see where that goes. We got a recap of The Fiend. Just to remind us that The Fiend is still dancing around somewhere out there uh, doing his thing. Uh, and then we move on to this AJ Styles versus Braun Strowman match. Wolf Daddy. This was actually for the amount of time that it was allowed to have a wrestling match. This was a good match. Yep. AJ had some good moves. Strowman, certainly the brutality of Strowman constantly rearing its head was frustrating for AJ, and I enjoyed that. Uh, and then the referee got knocked and out, and all kinds of uh, hijinks ensued. And then that uh, the OC comes down, tries to help. Uh, he dispatches all of them. Strowman does, then turns around with that chair, and AJ flops to the ground in front of the before the ref turns around. And the ref disqualifies Strowman. But then Strowman lays waste to the entire OC as the show ends. Yes. All right. I like what they're doing, Braun Strowman. You yeah. know, I like. I feel like him and AJ have surprisingly a good amount of chemistry in that mm-hmm. ring together. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have expected that between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Similar to what I said last week. I like. I like them. I like what's going on between these two guys yeah. right now. I think that AJ's doing a good job of helping Braun uh, feel like a monster again yep. a little bit, just in the ring, uh, and that he's someone who can have a good match with anyone. I feel like. Or helping him show that at least. Um, I feel like Braun has really stepped up his game. Yes. I feel like he is showing that he can be at the top. That 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 he shouldn't have been, his push should not have been pulled back on a little bit. That it, that that and that they should go full full steam ahead again on yeah. it. Uh, I feel like 
Braun's, I, yeah, I really like Braun right now. And I feel like AJ and the club are also fun. I liked AJ pulling the old Eddie Guerrero-like move yeah. Yeah. where he tosses the chair, lays down or whatever. <laughs> it wasn't quite Eddie, but it was close enough, you know. Close. Um, yeah, I, I thought that, you know, I, I thought that it was everyone played their parts well. Okay. I just felt like it was kind of like um. I don't know if it was a great way to end the show because yes. I don't feel like it left me on a cliffhanger necessarily. And I know that maybe we've had enough cliffhangers on SmackDown with okay. the, with, with the Daniel Bryan or the Roman Reigns stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just kind of felt like it was a very like the ending itself was kind of like a okay. Yeah. It wasn't like oh hell yeah like that was raw baby right, you gotta right. watch next week you know <laughs> it was more so like yeah. Okay, that was good. That was fun. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like a dud of an ending. I, I kind of like. thought so, too. Yeah, like, okay, great. The uh, heels all lose again, in a way, to Strowman, and he just marches out of the ring. Well, they won. Yeah, but they won the DQ match. Right, but I'm saying, like, they lose getting their butts kicked yeah. all over the ring. They're, yes. they're, they're literally When he huge. went ham with the chair afterwards yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're, they're listening to human waste lying around on the ring while he walks away from it. So, I mean, like, I don't know what it's going to lead to, uh, but... You know, it was a decent way to end the show. Uh, you know, you, you you push the ferocity of Strowman. You get him back into that mindset. Or you get us back in that mindset about him, that he's this monster among men. So you accomplished that. I also saw Ma this weekend, that movie Ma. Oh, yeah, with Octavia Spencer. I felt like that also had a lackluster ending. It was very similar where I was like, okay. Okay. Did you see that movie? Yeah, I liked it. You liked that? I thought she was great. She was great, but the ending yeah. was kind of like, Expected. Okay. I was like, yeah, okay, that's what I figured was happening. Right. They right. went in, they were like, oh, damn. Well, right, not in the ending, but certainly through the movie. Well, certainly through the movie. A lot of old dams in that movie. But also, like, it was very expected, I felt like. Okay. Fair. Like, her, her reasoning was like, I literally yeah. figured that out in the first, like, 10 right. minutes of the movie. It was like, pretty sure that's what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. But. Okay. So it was similar. I felt like okay. lackluster ending to Raw, lackluster ending to Ma. <laughs> I think, I think you need to see Ready or Not. See what you think. What movie is that? Ready or Not is the, the one with uh, Samara Weaving where she's the we, the bride on that night. She has to play that crazy game of hide-and-seek where the family's trying to kill her. She has to I make it. That movie. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, I just, uh, it just, it's coming out I think, next week, or it's already out now, actually. Um, oh, it's in theaters. It's in theaters. Uh, she's, a, she's a bride who gets married. That night, she goes to the reception. And at the reception, she's told that she was going to go see the family. They all go see the family, and the family tells her, "You have to play this game." And they uh, do this little thing, and the game, the card comes out, and the card it says "Hide and Seek," which is the deadly game. So she has to survive to six a.m. in order to uh, stay yeah. married to the guy and like live. So it's the whole family. I would just be like, "Nah, I'm good." No, but they try to kill you. They have gu- they have guns and rifles and crossbows. Like, and I don't want to play this game or get married anymore. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Uh, <laughs> but it's actually a surprisingly damn good movie. So I, I would recommend that. And I don't recommend I'm so behind on movies. I got to see Good Boys still, too. Oh, Good Boys is fun. I, I, I really want to see Good Boys. Yeah, There's yeah. a bunch of movies I'm behind yeah. on. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. We'll do that one, too. And The Peanut Butter Falcon. You oh, got to see God, that. that's out, too. Yeah. I know. Collider got invited to the screen. No one told me. And I was pissed. Oh, shit. I didn't know it was a pr- or I would have, like, yeah, invited. Did you too? I but I interviewed the because filmmakers. the guy who gets mad when I do when I don't invite to wrestling shows. You never invite me to wrestling. Shows. <laughs> I, that's not true. <laughs> oh, that's right. You did. I got sick that one time. You're right. You're right. Fair enough. 
I was sick, not got sick. Uh, but I do have the, uh, if you want to listen to the deep cut that dropped today, the new episode, I interviewed the two filmmakers of Peanut Butter Falcon. What, you did? Yeah. And they talked about how they got um, Jake the Snake and Foley to be part of the movie. When was this? this they was, came into the office? Yeah, this was last week. They came in the office. Should have told me once again. Oh, you weren't in the day. You weren't in that day. Should have told me ahead of time I would have oh, come. I'm sorry. I just went for the site. I apologize. I'm going to put it, oh, yeah. I can ride some with something up for the side if you want. Put something together and then All send right. it my way and see what happens. Sounds good. There you go. That's how it happens, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's the uh, raw recap here for this week. Uh, Ryan, tell them where they can uh, listen, watch, and read everything we do. You guys know. No, I'm just kidding. It's pro wrestling. It's pro wrestling That's the website where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. Brilliant. At wrestling sheet on social media, YouTube.com/slash c/slash wrestling sheet. Uh, that's where you can find all the videos, Ron SmackDown recaps, wrestling sheet, radio interviews, and various things. Go there, subscribe, like, comment. But if you just want to listen while you're driving, working out, cooking, wherever you listen to podcasts, whatever you're doing, I'm not going to judge you. Go to your favorite podcast platform whether it be podcast one itunes spotify stitcher anything i have probably never heard of i'm, I'm sure it's there <laughs> just search wrestling sheet radio like there's a, like a 99 chance it's there just search for it uh you find me i'm at ryan satin on social media there you go follow me at the roca says on twitter and on instagram sadly i won't be able to do the smackdown live recap tomorrow so i hope it goes well with ryan and whoever he's chosen i, I will be out still i'll be on a plane to australia Hanging I'm out with koalas. Don't do that accent while it's you're there. Terrible. Is Neville Australian? No. Oh, some one of those wrestlers is Australian. I don't know who it is. I'm sorry about that. I don't mean to offend you. All right, well, <laughs> you guys take care. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next week for another raw re, or at least I will for another raw recap uh, pro wrestling sheet with this man right there, Ryan Sad. Bye. ProWrestlingSheet.com. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 